Sacred Pause with Jessica Winderl. Happy summer, yogis. Jessica here with just a quick check-in before we get to this week's episode. I am taking the next three weeks off. I have a hiatus from teaching, which I'm very excited about to recharge my batteries and just relax and kind of get organized and ready for the upcoming fall. I'll also be doing a little traveling in Asia and hanging with my husband and my doggies. But other than that, uh, when I come back in the fall, I'm going to have a little bit of a reduced teaching schedule just in order to make space for some other side projects that I'm really, really excited about and hopefully we'll be able to share in the upcoming months. Um, So I'm only going to be teaching one public class a week at Leela Yoga on Tuesday evenings and then my regular teaching schedule with the Atman Yoga School running our teacher training programs. And so news from the Atman Yoga School, all of our 2020 programs are live, open for registration. Upcoming this year, 2019, we still have a 200-hour vinyasa and Ayurveda teacher training in Trondheim that starts in October, and we have our Restore and Yoga Nidra teacher training also in October in uh, no in Oslo, and that's about I think we have maybe four or five spots left. So. If you're interested, send us an email. And then we have our 10-day intensive in November, and this is a meditation practice module. So this is open to teachers who have graduated from a 200-hour training program before, and it's a standalone training program. It is part of our 340-hour advanced training. Uh, So if you're interested, if you would like to dive deeper into practices of inquiry and concentration, then send us an email at hello at atmanyogaschool.com or check out the website www.atmanyogaschool.com. Okay, this week's episode, get ready. I am really thrilled to have Jenna on the podcast. I went through her Ayurveda postpartum doula program online and she's so beautiful and light and has a lot of... uh, just great knowledge around how to support women during the transitions happening during pregnancy and post-pregnancy. So I imagine there's going to be a lot of interest around this topic. And I'd also like to give a shout out to Jenna because I know she has another round of this training coming up soon-ish, I think. So you can check out her website linked in the show notes. Okay, that's it. That's all. Tune in, turn it up. Bye-bye. Hello, and welcome back to the One Sacred Pause podcast. I'm Jessica, your host, and today I am super excited to welcome Jenna Fernari onto the show. So welcome, Jenna. Hi, Jessica. Thank you. Yes. Oh, you're so welcome. I am really excited to have this conversation with you because um, I think you bring such an interesting and amazing and important perspective to how we can use Ayurveda in our life, and specifically women and women who are going through pregnancy and postpartum. So will you explain a little bit about what your job is and what you do? Yeah. So I, um, you know, it's kind of a a twofold approach and position that I take. I, I'm i an Ayurvedic practitioner. So for years, I've been working with clients just sharing um, lifestyle and herbs and suggestions for you know overcoming any illnesses or imbalances they're experiencing or just in sustaining and maintaining health. And that has in the past five to seven years paired up with supporting women specifically in the period just following childbirth. Um, It essentially starts, begins at labor. I'm there supporting her with making sure she has all of the right foods to eat just after she's had her baby. And then I'm there with her through the next six weeks. Um, And that window of time, the first 42 days, is the care that's provided is essentially the work of a postpartum doula. And a doula is, you know, a woman that comes in to support essentially a, a new family that's just brought in a new baby or that's just had a new baby or is going through pregnancy and birth. Um, and I meet that doula role with all of the Ayurvedic wisdom um, 
again, coming back to looking at, you know, care for the whole body that's needed to sustain balance, really to find balance in her body across all levels, you know, the gut, the mind, the amount of rest she has, um, the, the total care. So Ayurveda being a very holistic practice, um, it's kind of a new scope of this doula work. And so that's what I've been enjoying sharing with mothers really full time in the last few years since being here in Los Angeles. Hmm. God, I love that so much. It's so important. And it's very much like a niche area of, of Ayurvedic medicine to be practicing. But I can imagine in LA where you're based there, I imagine you're really busy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's grow. It's the, the demand for this care is growing and it's growing quick. Um, so fortunately there's a number of us, so there's a number of Ayurvedic postpartum doulas here in this area. And, um, it's really cool because as huge as this city is, it feels like a really comfortable, um, tight, uh, local community of us women that come together to share this support and care. Mm, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's how I found you is you offer, uh, training actually for other women who want to become postpartum Ayurvedic doulas. And I, yeah. yeah, I came across your training. It's online, which is of course amazing so that people can access it even if they're not local to you. And right. um, it's just such a wealth of information and tailoring it in these kind of like bite-sized chapters, I think is such a smart way to train mm. people. And thank you. You're so welcome. I, it's an amazing program. And, you know, I run a lot of teacher trainings here in Norway. And so I know how much work goes into <laughs> creating curriculum and making sure that it's relevant to the people who want to learn the information. Right. right. Um, but you include so much and there's the, the cookbook and the recipes and everything about how to build the OJAS. And, so yeah. I was like waiting to take your training. And so I like <laughs> jumped on. I was like, yes, okay. And, you know, my hope is that, um, you know, you and I were talking a little bit before we started recording and I was sharing with you that here in Norway, something that's really amazing is how the society and culture here supports uh, family planning and bringing in new babies into the world and women and women's health during this important time in their life and baby's mm. life. And I teach a lot of Ayurveda and I'm starting to see a little bit more of an interest around the topic and holistic living and holistic approaches Wonderful. to health. And so I think a lot of people here in Norway would be really interested specifically in the work that you're doing, because it, it kind yeah. of brings that in. That's wonderful. Yeah. it's So I'm hoping listeners out there, go take Jenna's training, <laughs> <laughs> and then we can build the community here yeah. in Norway. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's a constant, we're, we, so Lisa and I, who created it uh, together, she's a certified nurse midwife. And so it's, really amazing to have her alongside me just to, you know, to share a little bit of like the medical background and um, all of the researched based information that's really important to share with brand new mothers. Um, it's a wonderful compliment of the two of us creating this together. And she and I, we started this Oh, I think the idea first popped up um, over two years ago, and you know it took us it took us a solid year just to really come together, have numerous brainstorming sessions, create content, throw it away, <laughs> recreate it, um, and with every group that we've rolled this training through, this is we're going on our third group in the fall is when we're going to be rolling out the next session. Um, every time we roll it through, we're, you know, constantly just kind of revamping it and taking in feedback that we've received and just insight that we've gleaned from working with, you know, specific, uh, specific audiences from different demographics around the world, essentially, and really using that to shape 
and form all that it is that is important to us to make uh, available to the many questions, the infinite questions that come up around supporting a woman or a family through this period. So it's been, it's definitely been, you know, you mentioned the term passion project before we jumped on live and um, that's what this is for me. And it feels so amazing to be aligned in terms of sharing Ayurveda in this very narrow, um, this very narrow scope or path uh, and really targeting specifically women right through this little window of time. Um, it's a moving, it's a moving period that passes through our lives that, you know, you enter into it and before you know it, it's transformed or evolved into something else and into, into having young children, toddlers, which has a whole nother form of needs. <laughs> um, but being able to meet women or families in this period of the first few weeks, right after the baby's born, I really haven't seen or experienced personally another chunk of time when Ayurveda is more needed or possibly more valuable than this time right here. Mm. So it's it's wonderful to be able to, of course, one of the challenges of being an Ayurvedic postpartum doula is I can essentially only work with one family directly at a time. Um, you know, and so that ends up being about 10 at the most, actually 10 families per year that I'm with if I'm with them for six weeks. Um, and I don't know if I'm doing that math right, but something <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, so sharing this training and making this information available to women that are wanting to step into this role around the world um, just magnifies it. You know, it allows it to grow and expand mm. in a really beautiful way. So that's it's been it, it's been exciting, and I love just just seeing kind of the form and the shape and the life that it takes, you know, as we continue, as we continue through it. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that you teach is that the first 42 days after a woman delivers a baby is so important because it doesn't just shape that general period. It also right. has an impact um, on the next 42 years of that baby's life or child's life. And right. so I think that really puts a little bit more, um, gravitas or or urgency on yeah. how seriously we need to take that specific time period. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it's certainly true. I would say even more so than it affecting the next 42 years of the baby's life, it's really the woman's life. Mm. Um, and, you know, and just how, so, you know, in the first 42 days, especially the first couple of weeks, just after a woman has had her baby, you're, she's in such a deeply vulnerable state <clears throat> and which is why it's important. Um, and this is common, this is, uh, I guess common just knowledge and, um, applies really to all doulas in sharing this work, but it's really important to create a safe space that surrounds her in those first couple of weeks, essentially like, you know, a bubble that she can really be held inside of, held and seen um, with all excess stimulation turned off through the first 42 days so that she can truly be, care be cared for. And, the and then there, uh, so throughout that period of time while she is going through that really vulnerable state, um, that's a time where really deep impressions can be set right in someone's life when you're at that, when you're at that point. And so being held by an Ayurvedic postpartum doula, being held really by your family, as long as they are you know, aware that this is what she's going through and this is what her needs are. Um, but really being held and being supported in this way through the 42 days allows for her to, you know, to get through it at a level of, you know, feeling, feeling healthy, strong, cared for, as opposed to, you know, excess depletion and, 
the fear and the trauma and exhaustion that tends to naturally arise, of course, but you know, there's an, there's a level of it that we can experience it as, as new mothers to some extent to just, you know, little tastes of it here and there. And then there's also the other end of the spectrum where you can take a pretty deep dive in those first 42 days, um, and have trouble, you know, swimming or pulling your way back out. So coming in with Ayurvedic care, again, mind, body, and spirit, uh, really targets uh, sharing this support across all of those levels so that she can be held high, so that she can, um, you know, so she can be cared for and supported at levels of mind, body, and spirit so she doesn't drop to that, uh, that, that deep space of just, you know, darkness that a lot of women know and even have trouble communicating about with others. Mm. Um, you know, communication is like such a new or even like even foreign, uh, tool to many of us, to many new mothers. Um, anyway, so it's, that's, that's the role of this work as a doula is supporting there and being there with her as she journeys through all that she's going to go through. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things there. The first the first one is just like you said, considering like the deep healing that's, that's occurring on so many more levels than just the physical and yeah. having this very specific, very nurturing role of a postpartum Ayurvedic doula to hold space and kind of do those things for the new mom, uh, you know, just to be there and be a sounding board and prepare food and help with the physical healing as well. And you know, a part of it is the connection through the abhyanga, the oil massages and the belly wraps. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you use this term, mothering the mother. And mm-hmm. I think that's so cool because, you know, I haven't had a child. So I, I, I don't have a full grasp on the, the entire situation and, and what that experience is like. But um, I can have a lot of appreciation for how important that role is. And especially for a first time mom, who's probably totally blindsided (laughs) by a lot of stuff. And, you know, and I think in our modern society, we see so many mixed messages as women and about, you know, celebrities who quote unquote bounce back and, you know, shed their body weight or their pre-baby weight and coming, thinking about it in a very physical way. Like how does the mom look rather than is she creating these patterns of connection with her baby? that can serve throughout their both of their lives. And, yeah, you know, from the Ayurvedic standpoint of how truly energetically depleting delivery is. And it's not just a matter of, okay, you sit in a hospital bed for three days and eat oh my God, yeah. <laughs> crappy hospital food. And then you go yes. on your way, you know, and the, I, yeah. and that communication piece you're talking about too. Like, I can imagine that there can be quite a bit of of shame and uncertainty around, right. oh my gosh, is this normal? Should I say anything? Should I not say something? Is my doctor going to think I'm weird? Is my partner going to think I'm weird? Other women seem yeah. to have it all together. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. And you know, there, we can just, they're just simple conversations that we can have as doulas or even as a society that has been educated around this care that's needed. You don't have, you don't have to be a doula, you know, to to step in to support someone that you really love or someone that's in your life that's also going through childbirth and to have these conversations around really what they, there isn't a whole lot of emphasis throughout pregnancy for this period of time, you know, like so much, so much, um, at least here in California and here in the U.S., like so much emphasis and the courses that we can take and birth prep classes that we can take. There's very little about the immediate postpartum period, the immediate postpartum time. And for a lot of people that I, you know, that ask me about the work that I do, and I always use the term postpartum, they, they automatically associate that with postpartum depression. It's like, no, postpartum is, that's a, that's, that's a period of, that's a phase that every single 
being that has given birth in some form is going to experience, is going to pass through. And, um, you know, that's really what we as, again, as a society is, as, as, you know, human beings that care and have a loved one or offer this service professionally can go in and make sure they have the mothers that is have all of the right tools, tools that their bodies are going to say yes to just after birth, you know, the right foods instead of being brought, you know, Oh, congratulations. You had a baby. So the hospital where I gave birth their congratulations, it was an amazing hospital, but their congratulations and celebration was offering to bring us, my husband and I each a freshly prepared steak for dinner. (gasps) Like no joke, (laughs) no joke. Like they gave us this menu. So steak was one option. I should say another option was like chicken or something. And Uh I really was like, what? Like, this is day two. Anyway, so thank God I had an amazing postpartum doula myself who was feeding me. And, and so I said, honey, to my husband, I said, you enjoy it, have whatever you'd like. And I'm going to stick to my, you know, my rice congee or my, whatever the stew was that she had made me that night. Um, you know, so again, just having, (laughs) having the access, being exposed to these conversations as pregnant women, as as pregnant mamas is just so helpful to know really what's ideal and putting into our bodies. And it's not, it doesn't have to be thought of as a foreign science or study. It's something that our bodies intuitively know, you know, our bodies intuitively gravitate towards the right things and also intuitively can say, "Mm, I should probably not have a steak uh, 30 hours after my baby's been born. Mm. Um, (laughs) um, yeah. And, you know, and so you mentioned also, um, the phrase mothering the mother. I was first, I first heard that phrase. I did a training. One of the, one of the first trainings that I did on postpartum care was with, was with Yisha Oaks. Um, she's amazing. She's, she founded a school called the Sacred Window, and it's you know it's evolved as all programs and schools do um, over the past number of years. But I first heard this from her, mothering the mother, and um, you know this was really my first exposure into okay, I know I know Ayurveda, I really want to understand the needs of the woman in the postpartum period. Um, and then I met Lisa Arshowski, who was the midwife that I was speaking about is also amazing to have her insight as well. We compiled information that I had received from Mount Madonna, the school that I, um, studied at for four years to become a certified Ayurvedic practitioner and also to get my master of arts in Ayurveda. Uh, my information that I had gotten from Lisa, the information that I'd gotten from the program with Yisha through it brought it all together, compiled it all together and, and, and really looked at it as a whole and said, okay, how can we make this more available to greater numbers of women around the world? Um, so that's our mission. You know, that's, that's what we're wanting to do is to, uh, make it available, make it accessible, not it, not in the windows or the months following birth, but ideally prior to birth so that women you know, kind of know how to prepare themselves. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's really important to note also that, you know, the goal of Ayurveda is really to work with the root cause of disease or in in this instance, Mm -hmm. um, an imbalance from delivery and, 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 you know, the real trauma of giving birth. Um, but it can be, it's used in conjunction with allopathic medicine. And so that's one of the things I always like to point out, especially in, you know, a country like Norway, where Ayurveda is even less common (laughs) than it is in, in the U S. Um, and, and yet there's still this big interest in it coming from people who do want a different way to live their life, not just the, you know, we don't have the, the sad standard American diet here, but there's absolutely, um, mm. ways of living and eating and, and fast pace and connection to, to, to connect connection to technology 
here in Norway that are that are the same as the US. And right. you know, people are like, oh, wait a minute, there's this whole other area of living that I can learn about and then maybe start to integrate that into my life. And it doesn't have to be either or. You can right. take from Ayurveda and still go to a hospital, still deliver with a Western doctor, still do all Absolutely. those things that you feel comfortable with. But this is just one more layer, one more tool in the toolbox to help with more longevity and more sustainable healing. And I Absolutely. think that's the amazing thing about Ayurveda is you can just take what works for you and leave the rest. And over time- Absolutely. You know, I think you mentioned it's, or maybe I, maybe I just heard this in my mind, common sense. <laughs> a lot of Ayurveda, yeah. I mean, it's been around for so long and it's based on the rhythms of the natural world around us. And so it, yeah. it not only does it make sense, but it does feel good in our bodies and our bodies somehow mm. respond to when we find more optimal or more harmonious ways of creating routines and patterns and habits in our life. And giving birth is such a specific event that yeah. in my mind, why wouldn't we want to incorporate Ayurveda? And it goes beyond, I think, the healing just for the mother and the baby, but the whole family, if yeah. they're bonding, the partner is there, the extended family perhaps after the 42 days, like it's such an important special time in, in the family's life. And um, that's why I just, I mean, I'm so blown away by the work that you're doing because it's, it's kind of like a no brainer in my mind, <laughs> like, oh my God, why aren't more people doing this? But I think it is an education thing. It's, um, you know, people can be familiar with Ayurveda, but not know how specific this can be. Um, right. Maybe you can talk about like the core pillars of your program or what, yeah. what you do or what a day looks like when you come in, um, for a, a new mama. Right. Absolutely. That's yeah. Um, I would love to share that. So really what the program is based around is exactly what a standard day looks like in the first 42 days, working with a woman as an Ayurvedic postpartum doula. And those pillars are, um, rest, you know, making sure that she gets enough sleep, which, um, you know, is a whole hour long conversation in and of itself. <laughs> um, but making sure that a brand new mother gets enough sleep, meaning that everyone else that's surrounding her, whether it's her partner or other children, perhaps that she has that are in the house or other, her mother or mother-in-law that's also there caring for her. Essentially, everyone else takes on literally everything in the house that needs to be done um, so that she can be, you know, off of her feet and really comfortable, really comfortable in her bed or in her resting space in the home and truly sleeping when the baby sleeps, which is something that's been taught for years and something that almost everyone in the world, I think, is is common with the term Um and so being a role, the role of the doula really just, you know, follows each of the steps of making sure that all of the little uh, tasks, even just the small and significant tasks that you wouldn't even, that you, you kind of take for granted as a woman, the things that we do in each day. So the doula comes in um, to make sure that each of those tasks, throwing in the next little laundry, those are all taken care of so that Again, the mother can just turn her mind off when it comes to each of those things and just really be present with her own body and her own experience of being with her baby, her baby of being with her baby, of course, um, and getting the sleep when she can throughout the day. So that's pillar number one. Pillar number two is nourishment. So there's, you know, a number of dishes that we use. They can, a lot of them can be found on my blog. Um, I have a couple of them at least. Cool. Yeah. Well, we'll link on the show notes to all that. Okay, perfect. Um, a few of them can be found on my blog. I also have a recipe ebook that people can purchase. Um, I have a, I, oh gosh, I don't even know how it's, Easily, it's over an hour long. The video content, it's probably a couple hours long. The video content in the course that really walks you through the nuts and bolts of preparing each of these dishes and 
the most important dishes to prepare for her, especially in this first couple of days, um, you know, to help balance all the doshas through the GI tract, to help balance vata dosha, which is the dosha that we're really up to as far as treating and balancing in the first 42 days. Um, a couple of my favorite or the most common go-to dishes are like an oatmeal porridge that's slow cooked with extra water. So it's a little bit on the soupy side. Um, galactagog ingredients. So ingredients that support lactation or encourage the production of breast milk. So soaked almonds and um, soaked dates. And the reason that it's all soaked is so that that it's not a dried ingredient that's a dried ingredient that's going into your gut and pulling moisture in order for it to be uh, digested, but um, it's a satiating um, article of food that's going into the gut that your body just says yes to, and has ease in all in every stage of digestion, straight from putting it into your mouth and um, the saliva that enables it to pass through into the gut, into the stomach, and then all the way through the small intestines, large intestines, and the whole process of elimination, which is a really, you know, that's another big, important kind of topic of support that brand new Mm -hmm. mothers are needing. So using all the right foods is important. Um, The third pillar is mindfulness practices. So that is often just a simple breathwork practice. And but truly, it's giving the mother um, permission. So a woman that has, say, had a yoga practice for years and years and years and has a committed meditation practice where she sits on her cushion every morning for 25 minutes and then there's suddenly this like, oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, there's <laughs> through pregnancy, there's this um really hopeful belief and commitment that she can set that says, I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to meditate as often as I can. And then you have your baby. And before you know it, months have gone by or years gone by. And where has your meditation practice gone? Or where has your breathwork practice gone? (laughs) Um, So as an Ayurvedic postpartum doula, it's really just giving her permission to settle into her body wherever she's at, like put the cushion away for a year, you know, and, um, close your eyes, find your breath, you know, relax your body, use all the pillows that you can possibly use to make sure that you have the support under your elbows. If your baby is say breastfeeding while you're going to drop into this little yogic practice, um, all the, all the important things, you know, using warm sesame oil just to like massage into her shoulders for a moment. And then she'll say, Oh, wow, I was holding a lot of tension there. And thank you because I needed that just that, just that touch and that contact made to remind me to soften there and that it's okay to, um, you know, let gravity, let gravity work its magics to help me to ground for a moment. Hmm. And then she can close her eyes say she's in a rocking chair or she's lying on her bed with her baby and breastfeeding at the same time, close her eyes and connect to her breath and really feel alive and whole in her body again. So, and those practices that we can share throughout the 42 days, they really don't have to be complicated. They don't even have to happen every day, but here and there. um, And the women are the women, the mothers that are exposed to uh, just kind of that angle and, and that side of the care are so, so grateful. The fourth pillar and well, I almost said my favorite pillar, but it's, <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even honestly say that because I just love it, um, is the body work. So the body work is Abhyanga and here in Los Angeles, um, we lead a direct workshop. So a live workshop with, uh, with doulas and other birth worker workers. And it could even just be women that are even perhaps they're pregnant themselves and they're wanting to be exposed to like, what is this Abhyanga practice? Um, or people that say have a sister that's, you know, a sister or a best friend that's pregnant and going to be having their baby that are wanting to learn the tools and the tricks of Abhyanga so that they can practice it and share it with the mother in their life. Um, so it's body work and I don't even use the term massage, but it's really, it's, it's deep, um, 
compassionate body work. And when I say deep, I just mean that's the, that's the emotional and the heartfelt connection that's shared with the practitioner that's, that's, uh, delivering this, that's sharing the service. It's a really, um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, the contact made with your hands is gentle. Um, I was thinking about how I wanted to word that. Yeah. <laughs> the, contact, the contact made with your hands is gentle. It's not deep. You're not getting into the muscles. But through Ayurveda and really targeting the use of the five senses, the skin being our largest and most sensitive organ of the body, um, using warm oil. And my favorite, I have a couple favorite oils. Uh, the, the first one most standard one that anyone can use is sesame oil. And that is because it's warming, it's deeply penetrating, it drops into all of the seven layers of the tissues of the body. Um, Banyan botanicals, which mm. I don't know if you guys, do you guys have access to Banyan botanicals? No, they, they, will, oh, not, they no. will not ship here. Except Darn. every once in a while on Amazon, you can find uh, a different distributor. Oh. So I kind of keep oh, nice. my eye on, but. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And there might there might be other distributors that also share. It's called ashwagandha bala oil and ashwagandha and bala are the two herbs that are cooked into the sesame oil. You could also find a great ayurvedic practitioner there in Norway that can, mm, you know. There are I I think I know of one here in the whole country. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Maybe two. I hear rumors every once in a while. Um but yeah. I I personally have not met any. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to figure that out and get to the bottom of how to get you guys some ashwagandha bala oil. Um, I know, I know it's uh it's definitely a little tricky. And my advice, unfortunately to all of my students is you buy it when you travel. <laughs> yeah. The okay. Country. There you go. There yeah. you go. I love it. Um, so ashwagandha bala oil, or even just plain sesame oil warmed up a little bit. So it's just slightly warmer than body temperature. Um, and applied very generously to a mother's body and doing long strokes on every long bone in her body, doing gentle circular strokes on the major joints of her body, um, including breast massage, you know, so she can do this for herself or if you're comfortable, if she's comfortable, you can do it for her, but starting up towards you know, the armpit and just gently massaging out towards the areola or the nipple, it just helps with the movement of prana through the breasts, especially as the milk supply is starting to come in. Um, and clogged ducts are so common and, uh, excuse me, not mastitis, but, um, engorgement is so common, commonly experienced, especially again in the first week when, a woman's body is just figuring out how to produce the milk and how much milk to produce. And this hands-on um, compassionate contact that can be made with the warm sesame oil, just to encourage, again, that flow of prana so that there's not any stagnation in the body um, is amazing. So doing that daily is is, is powerful. So that's that's the fourth pillar of what we really dive deeply into, both in the training and in the work that I share directly with mothers. And so <clears throat> when you are preparing the food, do you prepare all the meals for each day or how do you do that? Yeah, so it really depends on what my contract is with a family. I commonly work with a family three to four days a week through the first three weeks and then back off a little bit. So maybe it's like two to three days a week through weeks five and six. Um, so depending on how many days I'm with them, I will prepare enough food in that single day to get them through that day plus the next day. So Ayurveda is also really big on, you know, eat fresh, freshly prepared food and don't microwave anything or, you know, um, don't eat food that's over 24 hours, that's uh, been made over 24 hours ago. But I say um, during this window of time, it is so important to make sure that you have all the right foods in place, um, even if that means that it's a day or two old. Like put a little bit of 
add a little bit of water, a little bit of broth, or a little bit of ghee, throw it back on the stove and just turn the heat on low and use a spoon and warm it up that way. Sprinkle a little bit of sesame seeds on top to bring some vit- some fresh vitality back into the dish, or even some like diced up cilantro that you can sprinkle on top of it. Um, there's plenty of ways that you can, you know, bring a food that's been in the fridge for 24 hours or even 48 hours and bring it back to vitality and back to life before it's served to her. So the amount of food that I prepare depends on how much time is going to go by between then that day that I'm with her and then the next day that I'm going to see her. Usually it's two to three days. Mm. Um, and I'll prepare enough food to get her through those two to three days. And it's, I usually prepare, you know, about five dishes more or less. So it's always a breakfast dish. Um, and then I might make like a stewed fruit dish for her to have on the side, uh, to have as a snack in the mornings. It's usually like her second breakfast. So an example of a day would be, um, starting of course with warm water and fresh squeezed lemon. And that's something that Mm. her partner or someone else that's in the house will have to prepare for her when she first wakes up. Um, and then I arrive and I make for her some breakfast with some oatmeal porridge, um, or quinoa porridge, Uh, and then a second breakfast that she usually will have like an hour or two later, whenever her appetite calls for it is a stewed fruit dish. Um, and then I'll make her a really large main dish for the day. And that main dish usually gets her through lunch and then she'll have it again at dinner time. Um, a common one is even just kitchery. And the really cool thing about kitchery is that there's an infinite number of ways that you can prepare it. And mm. of course, with the co- the core staple herbs, um, you know, mung beans and rice and ghee, and again, those handful of herbs that you use, but then play with the different vegetables that you have locally in season and access to so that they're fresh and organic and my favorites are yams and sweet potatoes and carrots and celery, um, cooking with all of those within the kitchery and just using, using those different vegetables to make the dish variable enough so that it keeps it interesting and mm. delicious for her. Um, so that's, that's usually the larger dish that I'll prepare and I'll make enough of it so that it can usually get her through four meals more or less. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then usually just a second a second snack that she can have for her mid-afternoon. So um, a latest favorite that I'm seeing by a number of mothers that I support is stuffed dates. So it's literally just a date. Pick the seed out of it, you know, cut it in half, pick the seed out, um, and then stuff it with a little mixture that you create with ghee and honey, a little splash of vanilla, sun butter. Um, what else goes in there? Um, shredded coconut. And it's, it's really, really, really delicious. Take a spoonful of that, stuff it, stuff it into the date. You can leave it in the fridge to help it to kind of set. Um, and then she can warm it up and have one or two or three, however, again, however many her appetite's calling for, uh, at whatever points in the day that she might feel like she needs it. And it might be the middle of the night. She might wake up at one or the baby wakes up at one or two and has a really long feeding. And there's a really long stretch of time that she's awake in the middle of the night. And so it's great just to have those things that she can easily gravitate towards and grab on the go when the rest of the house is quiet. Um, Yet she needs something. Mm, Sounds so good. (laughs) <laughs> That's kind of a look at the day. Oh, and the, and the one other thing, the one other core piece of a day's menu will usually be like a lactation tea. So my lactation teas include fenugreek seeds and um, usually just a little amount of fennel seeds. Both of those are um, galactagogues and really help to stimulate breast milk production. Um, I'll steep both of those seeds in a large pot of water, and that way she has a large pot on the stove just to get her through the day, leave a, um, a lid over it to keep it warm, or turn the heat back on whenever needed. Add a little um, spoonful of honey, honey being amazing at helping to balance bata dosha in the GI tract. Um, and it's, anyways, that's a delicious just mug of tea that she can have on hand at all times. It's mm. one of the one of the most important things is that just making sure that she always has 
either water, room temperature, or a hot tea, always at her side um, so that she can have plenty of, you know, just plenty of liquids and water throughout the day. Mm. Oh, it sounds so nice. <laughs> I mean, tea is amazing, but you're painting this picture where I'm like, I can see the, I can see it. I'm like, oh. Right. Yeah. I know. And it's, it's so, you know, and that's the other thing I was going to also say to you is that, you know, hiring Ayurvedic postpartum doula care, a lot of people just don't have the budget to do it for um, a period or a contract that stretches the 42 days. So a lot of the people that do our course, our Ayurvedic postpartum doula online training, um, then share this, uh, share this information and this knowledge, this wisdom with women and support them in lining up other care. So it might be their, her parents, her mother, that's going to be there. It might be her mother-in-law. It might be her best friend, um, someone that she works with. And, uh, each of those people can be given a recipe. They can be given a short list of all of the things that they need to support her with in the day or the couple of days that they're going to be there visiting. So they're not just there to visit and meet the new baby and giggle and ooh and ah how adorable he or she is, although that's a fun part of having visitors, of course, too. Um, but also really know the nuts and bolts of what I've just gone over with you but really to, to understand those and to at least know those and have them listed out clearly so that those visitors that come into her home can make that care available and accessible to the mothers that may not have the budget to hire an, a postpartum doula. Yeah. And then everybody gets to participate too. And it's more of that community. Totally. Yes. Than just being yes. like, oh, it's a women's problem, you know, like, okay, go yeah. in the bathroom and take care of your body and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point for sure. Well, for and sure. you know, one of the things that it really reminds me of, or, or you know, it's something we talk about a lot in, I think, spiritual communities is just this idea of community and how can we get back to supporting one another in major life transitions and not just, you know, we become so closed <clears throat> off, I think, in general as, a, as any society uh, yeah. Or any any Western society, I'll say, and yeah. it's we've become so isolated. Even when we're in the yes. room with other people, and everybody's on their phone or on their iPad or their device, and a big part of Ayurveda, I think, too, is just coming back to that. Okay, can we have some eye contact? Can we have some genuine conversation? Can we have this acknowledgement of like, hey, something happened here, <laughs> and it's not yeah. just to you as the woman, it's actually impacting all of us. And, you know, if women can feel supported, like you said, during this very vulnerable time in their life, then I can only imagine that that allows them to feel empowered as they yeah. heal and move on and are figuring out the parenting thing. Once yeah. the healing has kind of happened and they're, you know, a few months down the road with their newborn. Right. And it's not just something that, that women do behind closed doors and they just are kind of like, oh, figure it out. It's like, no, yeah. we can extend a hand and really be there to support. And it's, I don't know. I just think it's so beautiful. It reminds me a lot of, you know, how we used to be as humans yeah. and, and in community and living in a different way than just this like, oh, okay, well, how, how are you physically going to look? When are you going to lose the baby weight? When are you going back to work? When are you doing yeah. this and that? And there's such a rush. And yeah. Ayurveda is like the opposite. Like, no, slow down. Mm, yeah, you're right. It is. And, um, you know, another, another, another piece of that is that the rush that our society does put on us that we're very much a part of in this society, it kind of skips over or like just easily passes over just the miracle of what our bodies just did. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, I just had a baby, my body. I, I still like, I literally just was putting my son to bed last night and he was passed out in my arms and had that moment of like, 
I just want to hold you all night. I'm just going to sleep with you right here. I'm not, we're, I'm just going to, I'm going to pull an all nighter because I just want to hold you forever. <laughs> and then, and, but that of course just lasted a couple minutes and then I put him to bed. But I, I had this moment of holding him and just, and looking down, he literally was like cradled in my arms, looking down, like you came from me. Like I, you like, it's just, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. And, um, the fact that this little human being, cr- I don't even know. <laughs> I'm. It's like I'm speechless. You yeah. Know? That this little being started as a little seed, a little egg that was planted, and with love and intention, and uh, just you know the 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 mothering compassion that is just so naturally transferred and allows for this little being to grow within the nine months and then be birthed into the world it really births us as new human beings. And I think that, uh, I think that that process alone, it often gets overlooked, you know, in the first 42 days or the first couple of weeks and couple of months, because so much emphasis is put on, um, how am I going to get back to where I was, you know, a year ago or, yeah. uh, you know, how am I going to get to all my emails? How am I, I have so many appointments to schedule. I have so many phone calls to return that all continues and it's going to continue. Um, and the space that we really need to support one another and carving out is so that we can honor this process, this beautiful, <laughs> incredible journey that our bodies have just embarked upon in bringing a new life into the world. Mm. So I have, I have a couple more questions um, that I'm just like, I'm so yeah. curious about. I'm like, okay, what, what more? Um, I know that your focus and your training and, and most of your work right now is specifically postpartum. Do yeah. you do very much with uh, preconception and fertility and women who want to get pregnant or helping yeah. from an Ayurvedic perspective, walk women through that process? So, so interesting that you just asked me that. Um, yes, that is, it's kind of in the works right now. Um, so back when I was at Mount Madonna, the college of Ayurveda, which is here in California and is amazing for anyone that's listening to this, that's wanting to, uh, look into, you know, more of a formal schooling program for studying Ayurveda. Um, I did my master of arts there at Mount Madonna and I did my master's thesis on preparing the body for conception through Ayurveda. Ooh, cool. Um, yeah. So I did all of my research, uh, you know, spent a solid year researching and compiling the thesis, have a published book on <laughs> a published book that, um, well, I mean, it's been, it's published in the Mount Madonna library. It hasn't been released. Um, on preparing the body for conception through Ayurveda. And yes, I do work with clients that are, that are, you know, just working through fertility and are just wanting to, uh, do all the right things, follow all the right measures to find complete balance in their body before conception. So yeah, I do, I do work with clients right now. It's on a direct one-on-one basis, you know, just through consultations and, Um, I work with a number of women here in Los Angeles. I usually, I go to their home, but I also work with women around the world and through, uh, FaceTime or through zoom or through Skype. Um, and I'm hoping, so what's on, what's, what's kind of in the works right now is that with all of this direct consultation work that I've done with numerous women and with the the book that the research that I compiled, we're putting together a another program, <laughs> another program platform that will live online. Um, and just really what it looks like when it comes to, you know, the simple protocol that you can follow, um, foods to eat daily practices that you can really integrate into your life to really set yourself up for conception. Mm, I love that. I'm so happy to hear that too. Like that's, yeah. That is also very, very important work. And, ah, well, I will be really excited to, do you know when you think, what, do you have like a goal for when you're hoping to release that? Ah, that's a good question. No, there's, (laughs) there's, there's not a goal right now. Um, let's say by the end of the year and 
that's a really, that's, that's a, that's a goal that'll be easy. That'll, that'll be easy to meet. So, um, I mean, ideally, gosh, ideally in the next couple of months. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Can you check on me? Check on me in a couple. Yes. Yes. Ping me and say, Hey Jenna, how's it going? How's it going? I know. Well, that's the thing too, is, you know, it's such an interesting dichotomy sometimes trying to keep your own practices in check in terms of Ayurveda and yoga and meditation while also being a full-time teacher and uh, entrepreneurs. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I was like, I was totally thinking about that. I, I got home from Paris early this morning and on the plane, I was just like, oh my gosh, I, I have no problem harnessing the Vata and then directing it into like creativity and coming up with all these things. But then the balance is how do we, how do I keep my energy level up to sustain completion of projects? And it's just, it's one of the, you know, it's, it's kind of like the it's a theoretical question <laughs> per yeah. se, because we can have all these tools, but at the end of the day, unless we actually do them, um, they're of no benefit, but every day right. is an ebb and flow. And, you know, it's, we are still products of, of our modern society. And I don't know, I just find it really an interesting observation for myself. Yeah, and then of course, for, for sure, for all of us. So yes, <laughs> I understand sure. the accountability. So I will check back in and be like, Jenna, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh my god! I will really, I will really appreciate it in a couple of weeks when it comes through. <laughs> yes. Okay. Good. Good. Well, there's, um, you know, and I'm in this age range where I'm in my late thirties and, you know, so a lot of my friends, these are the conversations that we're having are like, oh, okay, yeah. shoot, it's fertility and, and, you know, health where you start to notice yourself, you know, some of my older friends starting to transition through menopause and premenopause. And yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, in our minds, we think we're so young. And then, yeah. oh, wait a minute, the physical body continues to age. And yep. that's not a bad thing, but it's we need at some point to take that a little more seriously than maybe we did in our 20s and yeah so i have a lot of people who would very much be interested in your your pre oh good planning <laughs> program and it's um Yay. yeah oh That's my gosh exciting. well so i more have come on that <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely and i just um yeah i'm so happy that we got to connect and i just want to thank you for Sharing your wisdom. It's been so lovely to be on this call and to have this conversation. It's been, it's been amazing. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of like what you mentioned earlier, the more people talking about, about this, the better. And yeah, you know, even if people aren't necessarily going to go out and become postpartum Ayurvedic doulas, at least there can be this awareness or maybe that seed gets planted of like, oh, there's more I can do than just exactly what my doctor says. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, doctors in Western medicine can do amazing things, but they can only take us so far. And right. there exactly. is that, that missing connection to spirit that I think can really make a difference in our lives. And, and that's what this is all about. So I'm happy it to, is. to get to share the work that you're doing and, um, yeah, so we'll we'll mm. be in touch, and now there's there's one person in Norway <laughs> who <Yay>. is yes <laughs> doing your program, and hopefully there I will be more. It. Yeah, and it's gonna and it's gonna grow, and this community is gonna continue to widen and deepen, and um, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Oh, and I know you had one other program you wanted to mention about the um, online oh, yeah. uh, breastfeeding lactation. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, we, and when I say we, Lisa, Lisa Arshowski and I, she's my business partner um, with for Ayurvedic Mamas. We just finished here in Los Angeles a live workshop for Ayurvedic breastfeeding and lactation. So it's a breastfeeding and lactation course uh, that's, you know, amazing for pregnant women to, to, you know, to take and to just glean just a wealth of knowledge as far as really what to expect um, for when they have their baby and their milk comes in and they go through this really, again, beautiful journey of breastfeeding. Um, it's, it's also though, it's, it's really targeted towards doulas and birth workers that are really needing this component, um, of just the, the breastfeeding, uh, knowledge and information that can be applied as just a, a means of just gen- general support that can be brought to 
a woman just after she's had her baby. Um, so it's Ayurvedic breastfeeding and lactation. We led a live workshop and we have been editing the heck out of all of the recording content that we got. And we're going to be releasing it in a couple of weeks as an online course. So that'll be coming. And, uh, you know, we hope to release it actually by the time this podcast is released, it will be out there. Oh, great. So you, yeah. So you can visit my website. It's jennifernari.com. Um, and you'll see that more information on it. Perfect. Yeah. We'll put that in the show notes too. Okay. Lovely. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Lovely to have this conversation with you. And thank you again for having me on here. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, well, we'll just be in touch. And I hope you have an awesome day, Jenna. Thank you. You too. 